five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and another podcast. We are back. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing very well after the weekend, Ross. How are you doing? Fantastic. Great weekend. Great win for the Irish rugby. Yeah. Beat New Zealand for the first time ever in Ireland. Happy bloody days. It was amazing. If um, yeah. I'm sure. What what would you say the majority of people are like where they're from that listen to the show? Would you say half are Irish? Uh, I'd say sixty percent Irish, or are Irish living abroad? Yeah, give yeah. or take, and then like forty. I'd say like the other forty percent are from all over the world: UK, America, New Zealand, New Zealand, Australia, etc., <laughs> etc. Et but uh, it really, really was a good win. It it was one of those things where. Obviously, we'll get into it on a different show, but I just sort of thought, you know what? I almost didn't count the Chicago win because it was Ireland playing New Zealand in America. I don't know. There was something about it that didn't count, but this really counted. Yeah, oh, this was right in the backyard. Yeah. It was so intense, the whole game, from the yeah. hacker, like even the match itself. And like it brought the whole country together, which is great. We haven't seen that mm. in a long time. No. Because like the Irish football team is so, so, so bad to watch. We're just after watching the game there ourselves. It was nil all. Uh, it's like the fourth game in a row Ireland haven't scored a goal or even been close to scoring a goal but watching that rugby was just absolutely world class uh, funny enough as well today we actually put a, uh, a question out asking should the Irish football team join with the Northern Irish football team to make one team because the Irish rugby team is is Ireland and Northern Ireland put together um, yeah so that was just an interesting thing to think about because uh People were very 50-50 on it, but with the rugby, they're all in on it. Yeah, everyone wants all the players. Yeah. Like, <laughs> imagine you took Jacob Stockdale off us, that'd be no crack. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, sure, look, if you are new to the Energize podcast... <laughs> welcome. And, and this is returning very... Energize podcast listener, welcome back. And you're used to that crack, anyway. Yeah, yeah sure, who knows? We can always go on a rant and ramble at any stage. Yeah, it is. It is podcast life. It's very podcast. But uh, you can. So ask- what's going on, <laughs> on today's show? <laughs> okay, so on today's show, we're going to be discussing Irish rugby, which we've just covered. So don't worry. Uh, also, uh, we've been asked what's the story with Conor McGregor because he keeps getting in the news these days about like Donald Cowboy Cerrone, uh, Nate Diaz, Floyd Mayweather. So we're going he has to no discuss- whiskey left. There's no whiskey left. So we're going to be discussing. What the crack is with Conor McGregor, and also there's some seriously good matchups to look forward to coming up to the end of the year. Uh, then we're also going to move into all the latest MMA news in the weekend and the coming week because uh, we're not going to spend that much time talking about UC China because uh, no one really cares about the actual card itself, bar the main event. And uh, then uh, obviously, UC Argentina looked like a good card overall, but like it didn't make any headlines really at all no. either, did it? Yeah. So, uh, we've discussed the Irish rugby situation, Ross. We did. We did. And then uh, Conor McGregor, back in the headlines. Uh, as of last week, Donald Cowboy Cerrone was, uh, was calling him out. Um, one of many men to call out Conor. But uh, what's your thoughts on Conor McGregor now at the moment? And uh, when, when are you sort of expecting him back? Because I don't really expect him back until around the summer, maybe. It's going to be very hard to tell when we will expect him back. I think he'll probably do the whole Christmas at home this year. Yeah. Uh, it'll take time. But UFC 235, back in Las Vegas. 
March. Plenty of time to get a full camp together. I could see him, you know, as of January 1st, being like, right, March, that's the pay-per-view I'm going to headline. And Cowboy Cerrone is a good enough opponent that he can stand across from. I wouldn't be against the fight. Would you say... Like, say if they, like let's just see, play devil's advocate here. If that match matchup was going to be set, would you think they'd make it a 165, the, the, the most talked-about division that doesn't exist? Uh, do you think it would, they'd make it a 170, maybe? Uh, like, after all, Connor has previously beaten Nate Diaz in that, in that division. Or would you think it would make 155? Because Cowboy is fighting at 170 at the moment. Yeah! Well, Cowboy said he wants to come down to 155. He's making a return. Uh, he does have a son there. And I think these he has more of a reason to fight now than he ever has. I think that's the way he views it anyway. he's. It was actually quite a touch of moment when he won Denver when he brought his son in there. And I think now look at him. He, maybe he's a bit more driven. He's going to make sure he makes the weight go down to 155. Drink less beer. Take his career serious for the next two or three years. Because that's probably all he has left in it. And then... Really make a run for the title at 55. You said Tom Khabib was coming. You think he's going to go for 155, yeah? I think so. In fairness, if a 165 division does open up, he'll be all over that. Yeah, definitely. But if his two options are the same as they are now, he's never going to win the 170 pound belt. It seems like he's going to be getting a bit of rub the same way sort of Michael Bisping did taking on GSP, as in the payday, for being like such a, like a loyal... Um, employee of the UFC because bear in mind he after that win he had at UFC Denver he's now the most winning UFC fighter ever with 21 wins uh, Bisping and GSP funny enough are actually level on 20 each so Cowboys like it, the UFC could sort of sell that remember the back in the day when McGregor was on stage saying uh, ladies first to Cowboys Cerrone and yeah. stuff like that so th- there's a few clips they can show there and then uh, Cowboys the most winningest UFC fighter as well and it, it, it would make it it's just it would make it very funny it'd be like an Ireland against America sort of thing like cowboy the cowboy against like the Irish guy you can mm. picture you can picture that there's something there's some something's brewing there you can feel yeah. it yeah yeah and I think it's actually almost a smarter option to first than the Diaz trilogy because the Diaz trilogy is always there yeah I suppose you can build this fight but both are hot at the moment. Also, Cowboy's not only the most winningest fighter in UFC history, he's also got the most finishes in UFC history. And everyone knows McGregor likes to finish as well. So, I think it's almost the perfect fight. UFC also can make that the main event and then put a title fight under underneath it. Yeah, because everyone knows Conor is the headliner no matter what. Isn't Like, that's what and, people are there for. And we'll, we'll get to it in a minute, but I almost think it looks perfectly set for UFC 235 you make McGregor Cowboy the main event you make Woodley versus Covington the co-main event and then you have Diaz versus Masvidal on the undercard if Nick Diaz wins he fights the winner Covington Woodley we'll have the Diaz bros in the same building why well, not yeah I know but like uh, you can, do you not think Dana's like obviously nothing's going to be set in stone until Connor and Khabib's court day comes up on the December 12th mm. so write that in the diaries but um, I, d- I don't know if he's going to be like, right, get everyone in the same building again. You know what I mean? Yeah, but Khabib won't be there. Yeah, but the Diaz bros throwing the monster cans, you know? Yeah, but I think the Diaz bros... And Woodley. Uh, yeah, but I think the Diaz brothers only actually hate who they're fighting, if that makes sense. I can see I can see Covington even getting involved in there and being like, 
McNugget as well, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, you know, the carnage creates the drama, which creates the pay-per-view, boys. No, oh, no, I 100% agree. And, well, in fairness, Connor sells it, would sell, uh, and what, sand to the... Actually, the more I think about it, the more I think about it, the UFC would love the carnage. You think about it, like, they're no pump and could be even Connor in the same octagon after Conor McGregor was breaking buses down. Yeah, but that fight had to happen. Yeah, but... Because they would have fought each other, like, on the street, so you may as well... Dana White was like, I'll make no money off that, so I may as well Yeah, but if he actually wants Kobe Covington to become the superstar that they perceive he has the opportunity to be, yeah. put him on the same car as McGregor. He's never going to get more limelight than that. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And then no, no, you also I'm... have Nick Diaz. Yeah, and then you got Woodley <laughs> on there as well, fighting Covington. And like, I almost feel like that's going to become like a racial thing when they fight each other. Yeah? Yeah, because like, Covington's like, make America great again, Donald Trump, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, Donald Trump is like, a lot of people in America like feel like he is a racist. And then you have Woodley, who's like the black guy, who's the champ, who's like, the UFC don't like me. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just going to be like a racial thing. It's going to be very controversial. And the two of them are going to go back and forth like there's no tomorrow. Then you have Nick Diaz being like, you're all on steroids, fuck these guys. And then McGregor, just whatever he says is just golden. And then Cowboys could come like, I don't give a fuck, man. Yeehaw. And it's, it'll just create like, it'll be a blow up event. Yeah, I mean, like, I obviously. How much do you want to see the event now? Yeah, obviously, yeah. I just feel like that that we have like so many stars in it that you're sort of like uh, other cards will suffer in a way, you know. Yeah, but I, I just look at it as in. And obviously, I'd want that as well, and yeah, then stick Brock Lesnar on there as well. Yeah, but if you. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at it right, uh, <laughs> although that could be that could be the Brock Lesnar Cormier card. Yeah, because I think March is Cormier sort of like time. But if you look at it, you have 233 is Cejudo versus Dillashaw. Yeah. And then 234 is going to be Australia. So it's going to be Whitaker versus Gaston. So, like, the realist, you're not going to throw another massive fight at an Australia card. Because it already has, like, it's already sold out the stadium with Whitaker as the headliner. Yeah. I'm feeling that they could add Adesanya onto that as well. Yeah. Although apparently he wants to be the stand in. Yeah. Well, there you Although go. Although yeah. maybe they'll make him fight someone. And if someone pulls out, then it'll be the standing. Joe, you know, that March, the, the way you're calling that March card, that's actually, that sounds like a very, that, that sounds more likely than what I was thinking because like, obviously, as things come into the new year, uh, like how many of them MMA fighters, UFC fighters, or even Bellator are going to be sitting at home being like, right, this year I'll make my run for a title shot. No yeah. matter what weight division they're in because like, that's right, new year, new me, yeah. all these goals. And McGregor would be like, right, 1st of January, I'm going to end up fighting like mid-March. Just focus towards that for the next yeah. three months and then get back into it. So that would be pretty good. But um, there was people talking online, right, about uh, one of the Irish stations in Dublin was discussing that would it be a good idea for Conor McGregor to leave SPG and join a different camp just to refresh his like uh, background and style and just try something new because like we've seen multiple MMA fighters leave di- join different gy- gyms just to yeah. just to what, what, how, how would you describe that just maybe like relight the fire relight the fire yeah do you think that would be a good idea um, for Connor? because well, now, uh, he's um, different to everyone else sorry um, for interrupting because like, he's not like he is the main man he's not like the same guy like imagine he went into like obviously he couldn't go to AKA with Khabib now but like say if he went to like uh some some other MMA for, for me for me looking at it, I go there's only really one other place I think he could go and it could work out for him. I don't think he should fully go there, but I don't think it would be a bad idea if he went to TriStar and went over to Farasahabi 
GSP and Roy McDonald's head coach. Maybe you had a look in there. A few new bodies to spar with. See how he gets on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that could be a good look for They seem to all be very disciplined. Um, like Joe Duffy went there. He seems to do very well. Roy McDonald's there. You know what I mean? Like there'd be good sparring partners from. I feel like he'd respect Frasa Hobby as a head coach. I got you. You see, he's the 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 thing about Connor is that he's already made all the money that he ever wanted to get into the game to do. Like for instance, mm. Joe Duffy moved over to Canada to join TriStar to eventually make the money that Connor's already mm. made. So I think Connor's only. I don't think he will move over there, but I don't think it'd be a bad idea if he went to TriStar to get a look in there. I think that if he wasn't mega rich, he probably would do that. Or do something like along the lines of that, but because he's actually got so much money now, he's always going to build a camp around himself. Yeah, like he's just going to bring in the bodies from somewhere else. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it's 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 different in a way, isn't it? Because like Tony Ferguson, for instance, he like hand picks his team and then goes to the top of uh, Red, Little Rock, uh, Big Bear, Big Bear, Little Rock. Uh, yeah, and then he's like builds everything himself and trains himself like a like a madman. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but Tony Ferguson is. Absolutely terrifying human being altogether. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know is, what he does be doing. Yeah, but this is a guy that Connor could event is, is in Connor's division as well. So, like, if people are going that outrageous, I mean, you're going to have to almost take it up an extra level as well. Although, sometimes I look at Tony Ferris and go, what he's doing, yeah, it looks cool, but, like, how effective is that actually helping him? You know what I mean? You know when he's hitting around that, like, stick thing? Well, he was technically, he was the champion and never lost it. Oh, I'm very sceptical about the lightweight division because so many people like Tony Ferguson won his belt against Kevin Lee and yeah Kevin Lee was like on the rise but I don't think that was the best Kevin Lee he fought and I think Kevin Lee was ranked like 7th or 8th at the time didn't he have a staff infection as well yeah and then you have Khabib when he beat Ally Quinta he beat the number 13 ranked person right and then Khabib's a champion he beat McGregor that's fair enough yeah. but like the Tony Ferguson argument is about as valid as Khabib saying he's the champ after he beats Ally Quinta yeah. that's the way I look at it yeah um, is obviously now as time's gone on, Nate Diaz isn't in everyone's ma- mouth as much these days to take on Conor next. I feel like a lot of people who first were introduced to Conor McGregor, they saw the Nate Diaz fight, so they're like, "Oh, I want to see that again." You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, as time goes on, like you're not really like yeah, you're less pushed to see it. Yeah, but also I don't really want to see Khabib either. Or like the fight I really want to see, obviously, is Khabib taking on Tony Ferguson. Like that is just mm. one fight that has to happen. It's been arranged so many times. Like I mean, th- it just has to happen. But like. Is there anyone else? Obviously, Bar Cowboy, which makes a lot of sense in my mind, because like stylistically, that would be a great matchup for fans everywhere. And I think like Cowboy also would be a huge draw for like if fans like Nate, like uh, sorry, excuse me, if you're a big fan of Nate Diaz wanting to be Conor McGregor, then like you'll be an even bigger fan of Cowboy taking on Conor mm. McGregor. Just it's just the look. But uh, is there anyone else that could sort of? Go one on one with Connor. That will will really like you really really want to see. Another name that sort of comes up every now and then again, but I'm actually not that keen to see it. And I'll tell you why is Jose Allo comes up a lot again because they're saying he's going to move up to lightweight. But I don't really want to see that because I know how that's going to go beforehand. And Connor's going to look like a really big bad bully boy because he's just going to tell him he knocked him out so quick and he's going to be like. It's going to look like he's picking on the fella who he just beat so easily. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's not really a good look for you. Also, Jose Aldo doesn't speak English as well. So that, no. that, that's not easy. That's not good no, for fans No, it means either. Connor's doing all the telling. Again. Yeah. So, uh, Jose Aldo is a possibility. I'm not going to rule out Jose Aldo. But in terms of like a 
opponents that Conor can fight. Cowboy is definitely my personal favourite. Kevin Lee is another person who can do back and forth, but I don't actually like the matchup as much from because he's an extraordinarily good wrestler. Yeah, wrestling. And he's very good on the ground. That's why I don't think the GSP Conor McGregor thing is ever going to happen now. No. No. I think that's gone. I think people are like, can Conor McGregor go in there and just like dust Khabib and then he <laughs> like he go in there and dust Khabib and be like, all right, I'll fight GSP next. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the Cowboy thing I think makes a lot of sense. If I if you had to pick a top three now, Conor takes on next. Who who would you pick? In order, obviously. In order. Yeah. That you want to see. Because he needs a win now. Okay. Who would like to see? If Max Holloway loses to Brian Ortega, he's number three. Nate Diaz, number two. And Cowboy, number one. Okay, yeah. What's your top three? Yeah, I, I, like, I, I, the Cowboy thing is just... It, it will look so cool the way yeah. it's all... like the His... Like, even the way mm. he dresses uh, and all, it's real, like, you, flash. Will you feel weird for cheering against Cowboy? Because you probably never cheered against Cowboy. I've never cheered against Cowboy, but I thought he was going to lose against Mike Perry there. Just yeah. because he's so up and down recently. Yeah. But now that win, people only remember... You're only as good as your last fight, really, yeah. in people's minds, you know? Look at, like, the likes of Mike Tyson when he lost to mm. Buster Douglas. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Cowboy one, I think, makes a lot of sense. I think, it, like, once that 12th of December situation goes down, leading up to Christmas, I think th- things could be finalised with mm. Cowboy, and then we could have that in March. That was yeah. a great shout there. That would be, that'd be very, very good. Nate Diaz is obviously always going to be there, but, like, they also almost need to run into each other again. So maybe that yeah. night, Nate Diaz is obviously going to be in Nick Diaz's corner, mm. what you're predicting. And then they could re relight that fire and yeah. be like fuck you fuck you we're one all I'll beat you next all that shit yeah. that'd be cool but um, yeah so the cowboy thing we both sort of want to see yeah. next yeah uh, also as you mentioned earlier Nick Diaz is meant to be coming out of a four year hiatus to take on Jorge Masvidal uh, do you think this is actually going to go down supposedly it's being reported it is definitely happening and or do you want to see Nick Diaz back I love watching Nick Diaz fight. I think he's one of the most entertaining fighters. Like when he's fighting Anderson Silva, lying down on the canvas yeah. and that sort of thing. It's just like very entertaining stuff. I, I feel the UFC like have missed a personality like that big time. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised the, the UFC just haven't got been like, here, how much are we doing do you want to write? And just go, all right, right, there's the check. Come back, will you? Yeah. But, uh, can, uh, you, can you explain why he's been suspended, by the way, for the last four years? Uh, he was suspended for marijuana yeah so which is absolutely ridiculous but then i think it was like third time being suspended so like each time you get suspended you have to be getting suspended for more and more time yeah. and then they want to pay a fine and he goes you know what i'll just retire i'm not paying the fine yeah. and i think actually ufc paid the fine for him in the end and now he's coming back uh the funny thing about him is his last win was actually a ufc 137 yeah. against bj penn that's a very long time ago. Yeah, Conor McGregor wasn't even in the UFC. Yeah. Very long time. Since yeah. then he's lost to Carlos Connor, GSP and Anderson Silva. Nick Diaz, yeah. That's a very, very long time ago. And then Jorge Masvidal. He hasn't won in a few fights either. He lost to Wonderboy. And I'm fairly certain he lost someone in between in, in between that before he beat Cowboy Cerrone. So, two guys. Although I'm fair Two guys who are both coming off on a losing streak and long layoffs. But I'm extraordinarily interested to see those two go at it. Both are very, very good boxers. Both have slick submissions on the ground. It's a really, really intriguing matchup. Yes, two guys with the same sort of background as well. Yeah. Yeah. 
But um, another another fight that has been it has been finalized. TJ Dillashaw taking on yeah. Henry Cejudo at the flyweight division for the yeah. flyweight title. Yeah. If TJ wins, he becomes a champ champ. Um, if Henry Cejudo wins, like that's another feather in his cap after beating Mighty Mouse, and then if he beat TJ Dillashaw, arguably the best champion in the UFC. I know, obviously, there's a like a, a huge standard with like Max Holloway and Cormier. Daniel Cormier and Khabib yeah. as well. But like, geez, that's that's a tough argument. But uh, but you can make the argument for him. Yeah, TJ Dillashaw against Henry Cejudo. You expect you expecting this? Do you wish it was at bantamweight? Because obviously there's all that controversy going on about the flyweight division and how uh, fighters getting released now. It is very. It's going to be a really, really big matchup. A lot of a lot is on the line. Um, a lot of UFC flyweights have been cut recently. If you're on, basically, if you're flyweight and you lose, you're basically cut. And if you win, they're going to keep you to go up to bantamweight, basically. So TJ Dillashaw coming down he wants the opportunity to come to the champ champ apparently the issue was more so a money issue between the two of them on where the fight would take place tj wanted to go down win win two belts and get paid a bit more to go down win two belts fair enough henry wanted to get paid more to go up and win a second belt to bantamweight and they're sort of i think they sort of favored on tj so i've been like he's the more marketable star he's probably going to sell more in California, he's he's gonna be one who's gonna set out the arena basically, yeah, because he's he's from the area, and they're giving Dillashaw the chance to go and do it. Henry Cejudo, there's just something about him that he's almost seems comes across as too nice of a guy that I don't really over want to hear him talk, or, or I don't know what it is. Olympic gold eleven gold medal wrestler, UFC champion. I think when he said himself, he goes. When I, that's like the manliest thing you can ever do become the UFC champion and Olympic gold medal winner I was just like someone should say that to you you shouldn't say that yourself oh, you know what I mean yeah. and I, I was just like I look at TJ Dillashaw and in terms of mixed martial arts he puts his game together better yeah like bang. there's something about him when, the, the when he's in there it's in out it's in out and you could look at Dillashaw and argue that maybe he didn't actually lose Dominic Cruz you could argue he won that fight and then if you do argue he won that fight, I can't remember the last time Dillashaw lost. So probably against Brandeo in the Ultimate Fighter. Or sorry, Dodson in the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, it could have been that, yeah. I don't think he's... Like, if you take take the Cruise fight, I think that's the only fight he's off. Oh, we lost split decision to a sunset. Which I'm sure you could also argue he won that. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of TJ Dillashaw. He's a very hard man to beat. Yeah, he's amazing. He only seems to get better and better with age. Yeah, and his last two performances were probably his last two best fights. Against Cody Garbrandt as well, yeah. who's who was like the next big thing. Yeah, and what do you think about the UFC getting rid of the flyweight division? Um, I think obviously Dana White's been pushing it for ages. Obviously, it goes to show that Demetrius Johnson, maybe because he was killing off the division with what eleven title defenses. Yeah, I think that's could have worked against them. Um, also, with him going going now to one, and obviously they have like one hundred and twenty five pound division, one hundred and fifteen pound division. I think it, these people they may as well go where the money is because it, it is the fight game mm. yes it, it's like footballers staying in the Premier League like I mean you can go somewhere else and make the money as well it's not just the Premier League yeah you know I mean? and there's big money to be made over Japan as well become a big superstar over there remember like the likes of Rampage Jackson was a big star over there when he was fighting in Ryzen oh sorry in uh, Pride. Pride yeah so if there's money there like yeah like if you're going in and getting the head punched off you you may as well go to a place that's giving you the most money available I'm just at this point from a personal point of view that 
it's going to be much harder for me to go and watch Demetrius Johnson fight now. Yeah. It's going to be harder to me to watch. I'm going to have to like stream online and make sure I watch it. And then I'm also going to be saying up predictions late. More so just to watch that one fight. And I probably won't know half the rest of the people on the card. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm a bit disappointed from that point of view. By the way, I... I Went to, I looked at the world map and do you know how Japan is actually miles away? Yeah. I know, but like when you see it on the map, you're like, it's actually further than China. Yeah, it's like completely, it's very, it's, yeah, it might as well be Australia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, oh shit. Especially if the Rugby World Cup, I was like, geez, that's far. It's a long plane journey. Yeah, that is a long get plane Get your journey. sweats on, bro. Yeah. Uh, get 50 Xanax on the thing. But I am disappointed that the flyweight division's closed down in one aspect. I almost think UFC shouldn't should have used like their feeder leagues like they have in Victor like uh, I, I don't know which one's their main male feeder league at the moment but they should use them have like majority of like the outside anyone outside the top 15 in the flyweight division should be in the feeder league and then you know you only have the top 15 in the UFC at a time yeah but if you think about it now as well if they're just keeping the top flyweights um, and the way the Ben Askin deal has gone from one championship to the UFC, maybe they, there could be more trades made in the future as well, you know? Like, look your man, who, uh, Tenson, who's fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather now. I know he's in Ryzen, but maybe you can get him in to do sort of like the way Chuck Liddell went mm. over to Pride to ta- try and take on Vandalay Silva. Maybe the trades going forward might not be so much uh, one FC get. Demetrius Johnson on a permanent deal and UFC get Ben Askren maybe it'll be UFC get Ben Askren for two fights one FC yeah. get Demetrius Johnson for two fights and then they come back yeah let the fighters be like free agents yeah, yeah. I'd be more interested in seeing that well that's the way like the basketball is going now these yeah. days as well people are, like people like LeBron James are only signing one year contracts and stuff I'd be much more interested in seeing uh, a more of an open market I'd almost in some ways I know a lot of people slate it but in some ways, the boxing model is quite great. I know a lot of fights don't end up being made in the boxing. But I think nowadays, people like Eddie Hearn are getting all the fights being made that people want to see. And I almost think yeah. the UFC are struggling to make the fights that people want to see. Do you think so? In certain ways. You know what I mean? They can't get the Diaz brothers back in the octagon. I know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my head. They, like, they took years to get McGregor back in the octagon. Yeah. They struggled to get GSP back in the octagon. And I'm sitting there going... A lot of it comes down to money. They won't pay them the money that they think they're worth. And I'm sitting there going, look, look at UFC 217. When you had GSP in there, did the UFC make a lot of, awful lot of money on it? Yes. So therefore, let GSP fight again. Give him a bit more. Give him another four million on top of what you paid him last time and have him fight again. Yeah, but the, the counter argument to that is if they give him big, big money, then he'll be gone longer because he'll have that much money to, to like spend. So if you keep giving them a short, smaller amount of money, they'll like spend that quicker and be back sooner. But not everyone's like Floyd Mayweather and spends all their money on all the strip clubs. Like I'm pretty sure GSP probably still has some of his money from UFC 100. You know what I mean, like he seems like he's a lot smarter. He seems like he lives less less of a lot. Yeah. Of Floyd's well, life. I'd agree with you there because that's why he hasn't come back again. Yeah. The only thing about the Bisping thing just made total sense to fight that because he was like, yeah. oh, I can beat Bisping yeah. and win another title and add that on top of my legacy because Conor McGregor was catching up quite quickly. Yeah, but I think George St. Pierre is only a phone call away from being back. That's the way I look at it. And the Diaz brothers were only a phone call away from getting back. You know what I mean? I'm a big believer of you sit everyone down in the one room and you don't leave the room until you have the deal signed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just get the job done. 
Yeah, you know what I mean? I just look at the there was so there's so many people who have like missed out on so many things. You know what I mean? Like look at Cormier. He's like I'm gonna retire. I'm like, make sure he fights two or three more times. Like you know he's got a left in the tank, and like let's have him fight. Like it doesn't have to be three more, but like let's have him fight Lesnar and then let's have him fight Jones. Like pay the man to fight John Jones. Yeah, no, I agree. There's people like obviously you want to see back soon, like someone like GSP, but like. I want to see GSP headline in Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like if I want to see Stephen Miocic back, I want to see him headline in Ohio. Yeah. Or Cle- Cleveland. Yeah. 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 Same thing. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I, want, like, I don't want to see, for instance, Ngannou over in China. Like, I've no interest in that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let, for, I know MMA's banned in France, but like, but maybe Ngannou headline in Vegas. You know what I yeah. mean? Just certain, t- like, because then when you feel the the, the, the atmosphere of yeah, the crowd that's the thing it needs the atmosphere as well yeah it's like when they put Mark Hunt in uh, New Zealand or Australia everyone's like yes yeah like good job Robert Whittaker Gastelum UFC 234 Australia brilliant good job Chris Wyman New York I've never heard ever in UFC history someone do a USA chant there was a USA chant for Chris Wyman you know what I mean yeah. you need to put the hometown people in front of their hometown crowds. I, th- I think, in fairness, the UFC do do that as well. I know they do it a lot, but UFC went to St. Louis this year. Tyron Woodley's from St. Louis. Yeah. They made it a fight night. Why didn't they put a pay-per-view on in St. Louis, put Woodley as the headliner, and then make Woodley feel like a superstar? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I know, Joe, maybe we're a tiny bit harsh there because also, like, Whitaker is fighting and... Um, Australia against um, I, know, I, know, I know we said that but it's, uh, they need more of it you know what I mean yeah, yeah they, like, you know what they're falling behind on the fights and the events are coming up so soon and the fighters are holding them to ransom and they're not budging and therefore we're getting shitter cards yeah, but if these you, things need to be planned out yeah, but ages in advance Max Holloway's there like on his hands and knees he, like, he doesn't care about like he wasn't like give me a title shot he's like let me bring the UFC to Hawaii and they're like no no we can't do that and the Bellator's like we're going to Hawaii lads you know what I mean it's like <laughs> aloha yeah it's like bring the lads where they need to be you know what I mean like those Diaz brothers they should fight in LA every single time you know what I mean they, they'll bring fire there for you you know what I mean yeah Dublin's crying out for another UFC as well yeah yeah, the only problem with Dublin is there's no one to actually headline yeah, an no. event. We take anything. We yeah. like literally take anything. Give us two heavyweights in there and yeah. we'll be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. Give us Derek Lewis. My <laughs> 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 balls are hot. Yeah, give the, yeah, yeah. He'd be a legend over here. Do, do you like? Oh, it's like it's such a like it's it's a double. What's a double? Double edged sword. Yeah, for Connor, if Connor wasn't as big as he was, he he'd have UFC Dublin every time he'd fight. Yeah. He'd only fight in Dublin. You know what I mean? But like, cause he's such a mega star now. Like, you can't have him anywhere but Vegas, maybe yeah. New York. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if you imagine he like got Crow Park or like the the Aviva Stadium and like the atmosphere that night would just be unbelievable. Yeah, oh, like, I'll be frightened. Yeah, it would be the the whole people. <laughs> there'd be like a purge going on. Everyone's house would be getting robbed because so they, did, be at the they did it for uh, Rousey at home in Australia. Although I was watching that and like. It looked terrible if you were on the pitch, but, you know, 100 yards back. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was just, like, a flat row of seats. Yeah. But the thing is, people just wanted to be there. They yeah. felt like it was an occasion. And it was, because Ronda lost. But if Ronda won, it would have just been a normal night. Yeah. And then she lost. It would be like being at Floyd Mayweather's fight and he loses. But, um, yeah. Oh, the UFC have to come back to Dublin. Obviously, myself and Ross are trying to get over to uh, UFC London. That's in March. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, like, Paddy's there or something. Yeah. 
That'd be cool as well. Like, I mean, like the Bellator 200, that was there. That was, that was actually, it was all right. Like, I mean, the event was good. The crowd weren't like overly buzzing because mm. I feel like people go to the event and they're just like, oh, I'm at the fights. But like, yeah. it's like, who's fighting? It's like, a guy called Bellator. Who's <laughs> 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 he fighting? A guy called 200. <laughs> I was like, that had five tails. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, myself and Ross are going to Cage Legacy 10. That's on on December 1st as well. Yeah. And uh, Bama was meant to come back to Dublin. I don't think that's happening. I've been keeping no. my eyes on that, seeing what the story is. Bellator was obviously meant to come mm. back as well. Not happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hate the way like we're regarded as the best fans in the world. And then, like... What, like we're not giving the events. Yeah. If they had another Bellator here again, obviously, like, there's, they're, they're after signing, like, six or seven or eight Irish lads if they had them all on that card, the arena would blow up. And yeah. like, and that, like, like for instance, when Connor jumped in last time, that exploded the, the event online yeah. as well. And everyone knew, Bell- well, everyone knew what Bellator was then. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know why they don't, you don't just put more into the fire and keep lighting that fire. I, th- I think I was, obviously Connor showing the dolly through the window uh, against Khabib. Like that, I think that's just basically buried any chance of him you, having, you know, who should fight the headline, the, the Dublin card the one of the Pitbull brothers because they're always like anti-SPG let them come in there and be the villains you know what I mean it doesn't matter whether the crowd cheers for you or boos for you if they boo the hell out of the main event that's fine as well you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I, think, I think like bring it there have all the SPG fighters fight the card have Pitbull fight in the main event see what happens there yeah well the thing is I think they're obviously going to put James Gallagher in the headliner here in yeah. Dublin um, but even if he fights Co-main event, that's fine. But just make sure the headliner is strong enough that people will stay and watch it anyway. Yeah, but if you look, if you look at through the ranks as well, like even the likes of shout out to Ian Gary winning over the weekend and happy twenty first birthday. Mm. He, like if he the way he's going, he could be on that card. Uh, even our our mate who, the Ian B as well recently, uh, Andrews, he he won there. Uh, he's won, gone pro now. Yeah, he's had to go on pro now as well. He could be another guy putting that card as well. You know I mean, obviously Skeletor from Northern Ireland. Uh, yeah, Reece McKee, yeah. Yeah, and then like obviously like Johnny Jitsu's there, Brian Keith, Moore. Yeah, Kiefer Crabby's fighting in Italy soon, isn't he? Yeah, he's fighting yeah. on the same card as Brian Moore, I think. Yeah. But uh, all these lads, they'd set out the arena and the, <coughs> the atmosphere is amazing as well. You know what I mean? I hate the way we have to like go our way to go to some events, but like... Yeah, and beg for one. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Bless you, but... Yeah, but uh, we make sure we watch them anyway and bring the best content that is possible as well. Very energised, but yeah. uh, oh, just on that TJ uh, Cejudo fight, what you reckon uh, would happen if Cejudo wins? Obviously, he'll go up and fight Dillashaw for the Bantamweight title, yeah. But he'll have the opportunity to go champ champ, yeah. But, that's fair, now. yeah. Do you, th- do you think uh, that's a possibility? Let's see if he wins the first time, yeah. Uh, I wonder how much of a quote it would be for TJ to do this, but uh, TJ's just like a like Pikachu in there, he's just so agile and yeah. so fast and just amazing although I don't think size wise Cejudo and Dillashaw are that different in frame if you just look at them physically stand there I don't think Cejudo is much smaller no 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 because no, they, they, they did they did a few press events together and I saw the two of them I was like they look very similar size yeah but you see Cejudo looks sort of thicker yeah and TJ's very like uh, ripped more ripped yeah. you know what I mean but uh I don't know. I think TJ will have. It's just boxing would be way better. Yeah, and, and uh, his leg kicks are brilliant as well. Yeah, and then obviously Cejudo's a world champion at uh, wrestling. Wrestling, and I don't think I don't think Dillashaw's wrestling's that bad either. No, and obviously he would have been training like brought up by Uriah Faber, who's like very good wrestling as well. And, and then and Chad Mendes, he would have been yeah. like yeah. Uh, uh, to be honest, I'd favor Dillashaw 
Yeah. In both matchups. It's just at flyweight, it adds that bit of unknown entity to it because we've never seen Dillashaw at flyweight. But like, Cejudo doesn't make the flyweight limit very easily either. No, that's why he's so yeah. thick. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I think it's in like stupid, obviously. Yeah. Not much messing. Obviously, no. being a he's mu- he's like muscular and broad. Broad, yeah. Uh, there's another fight that is in the pipeline. Myself and Ross are very excited about it. We're we're like, this is going to be a good matchup. But and then we were like, you know what? It doesn't matter what fight this guy is in. It's always a good fight. Justin Gaethje against Anthony Showtime Pettis is in the pipeline, and uh, that should be a good scrap. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this one, especially after seeing Pettis versus Ferguson. The old Showtime is back. He looked better than ever. He gave Ferguson a very, very good fight. And Ferguson could be the best lightweight in the world. We don't know yet. Yeah. And Justin Gaethje is more CTV. I don't know how what other way to describe him. He's... The, the Homer every- Simpson of the lightweight division. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nearly every single time he's in a fight of the year, a fight of the night candidate. You know what I mean? No, no, yeah. And then even when he wins, he does that like the backflip off back cage. Off and it's, cage. it's not always guaranteed he's going to land it as well. Yeah. Some people are just just have that. I wouldn't say star power. I just be like that. That thing where you like you have to watch this. Yeah, you know I, mean? I have no problem snoozing through the rest of a card to make sure I, like I'm all right to watch the gagey fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like Barcelona are playing with Messi. You have to watch it. Like Ronaldo's playing. He's about to take a free kick. You have yeah. to watch it. Is that sort of stuff? You know. Uh, yeah, is there? A, well, we're still talking about matchups that are going on, either at the end of this year, beginning of next year, and then even potential ones, as we just said, Gaethje versus Pettis. If there's another f- fight you'd like to make, just any sort of fight you'd like to make, what would it be? And but like sort of make it that it, I don't know to let you give you a total free reign on this. Maybe like one that could be potential, like not like, not like uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson against Ngannou now, something like. Something that we could get next year. Interesting. I'm I'm to come up, a, do you know what? I should give you a, a, will I give you a name? Yeah, give me a name and I'll give you an opponent yeah. from. Cain Velasquez. He has to be coming back. He's definitely coming back yeah. next year. Oh, yeah. Cain Velasquez is a big one. Cain Velasquez, Steve Miocic. I'm all over that. Yeah. Yeah. Give me that fight any time earlier. And you know what? I'll give you a date for it. First ever show on ESPN. Cain Velasquez headlines versus Steve Miocic. Is that after? It's like the first fight card in January oh okay, okay. yeah what and then the winner takes on the... like I'm not going to say because we don't know what Cormier is yeah, if Cormier yeah, is going to yeah. fight Jones I want to see that and I'm not going to like put something in and obviously Velasquez isn't going to fight Cormier so I think if Velasquez wins he'll just fight another heavyweight contender he'll probably fight Curtis Blades or you know what I mean Yeah. and then it. well I'm assuming Blades is going to beat Ngannou but we'll get to that one later and then <laughs> like I want to see Cormier fight Lesnar and for, then Cormier fight John Jones and then, like Steve Bay will have to look very impressive for me to be like I want to see the rematch how much you love talking about MMA it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably my favourite thing in the world to do. it's, it's like, good isn't it's, it yeah it's incredible yeah yeah it's good yeah Cain um, yeah, Velasquez should be back next year um, is there anyone else that people might not know that might be back next year as well obviously you mentioned Nick Diaz Cain Velasquez as well trains with Daniel Cormier if you oh, I'd still know. love to see that Nate Diaz Dustin Poirier fight same here. Uh, I think that's still there to be made. Well, just give me give me the Ferguson Khabib fight. That's what I want to see. Yeah. And then what? Oh, I don't know. Then nothing. I because I, I, you go, you get. It's like being on a YouTube like like you're just like a YouTube hole. All of a sudden, you watch one video, then you're watching like six hundred. You know videos. what? I wouldn't be surprised to see Khabib headline uh, UFC two thirty three against 
Tony Ferguson. Just because AKA is based in San Jose, it's in California, he wouldn't have far to travel to do the fight after his training camp. And why not? That, that just has to happen. Is there any fights that were scheduled a couple of times and never happened that people are still like, oh, we wish we had that? Obviously, people talk about Anderson Silva going up against GSP, but yeah. like. It was there never, any, there was never a day for that. Yeah, but is there any sort of. Not that I definitely not as many. I don't. I can't ever remember any fight being scheduled as much as Ferguson versus yeah, yeah. Khabib. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure people would love to have seen that Poirier versus Diaz fight. Um, I randomly think Nick Diaz was scheduled to face Masvidal in a strike force fight before, and it didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's. None of them overly ring a bell, to be honest. What about Tito Ortiz versus Chuck Liddell 3? What about that one? <laughs> <laughs> that is happening is it this weekend? Yeah. In Inglewood, no good. That is actually happening yeah. this Saturday. Tito Ortiz versus Chuck At Liddell 3. At the forum. Um, Ross, why is this happening? <laughs> Apparently, Oscar De La Hoya is saying that Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell are going to get larger paydays than they ever have before. So, which, is, which is about what, like two hundred grand each? No, no, no. Liddell and Ortiz would have been well paid. Like, suppose they weren't then get, like getting no, but like um, they would have at least been getting half a mil in their heyday. What if? Yeah, but like I thought, Ted, I yeah, think... Dana White was doing like these under the table like payments to Chuck Liddell all the time. Oh, okay, oh okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then a Bellator. Are you saying Dana White was corrupt? How no. dare you, man. And then... <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Me, Dana. Don't always say nothing bad about you. Uh, and then... Tito Ortiz was definitely getting paid about 300 grand for in Bellator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Okay, yeah. So, I look at them and go, they'll probably bring home a mil each. Would you say they both look in the best shape they've ever looked these days as well? That's very surprising for pushing 50. Yeah, but I think Chuck Liddell looks great shape. Like, more abs now than he ever did when he was fighting. He had a little pot belly was when he fought. Mm. And then Tito Ortiz actually does look in as good a shape as ever looked. He's after having so many surgeries and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Like, do you ever see Kurt Angle, the way his neck just looks like he hasn't got a neck? Yeah, and then he's got, like, the belly with the abs in it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what Chuck, uh, Tito, Tito Ortiz... Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what are you expecting from that fight as well? That's obviously coming up this weekend, this Saturday. I think Tito's just going to take him down and, like, finish him on the ground. I think yeah. that's the way I see it. Now, I know Chuck Liddell's won the two previous, but... He's what, 48, 49? And yeah. Ortiz is like 41, 42. Yeah. And I think like, when you've been a sports athlete your entire life, when you go, I think up until 40, you can probably still compete. Now I'm not saying you can compete at a high level or the same level, but like, you're still an athlete. Yeah. At 50, and you've gone through what like, Liddell's been through and the knockouts he's been in, I'm just like, no, like, just, I'm almost a bit like scared from to be honest. Look, if this fight, well, obviously the fight has to happen first. Let's see if they both make it. But if this fight actually does go down, right? And then say if uh, Tito goes in, ducks a, ducks a, a haymaker and then like double legs and gets him down the ground, beats him. Like, will people not be like, that, that was a fucking joke, lads? I think, I think, you know I mean? I think like, people who are buying this fight are thinking there's going to be like rock em, sock em robots or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, you'd have to either be a hardcore. Tito or Chuck fan or you'd have to buy the hype that De La Hoya is selling it 
this is this is going to be like serious nostalgia for people. That's when people go to the stuff like Comic Con and then see some fellow who was on Star Wars, like Spock, back in the day, and being like, "Jesus, man, you're ninety. You know what I mean? <laughs> stuff like that. Like, yeah, but he, he still wears the ears. <laughs> Those ears were real. But uh, yeah, what are you expecting them from that fight anyway? That's obviously coming up this week. I'm going to say Tito Ortiz by TKO in. I'm just going to say the first round because I, I don't really see it going past three rounds. Tito has to be favorite. He fought there what less than two years ago and beat. Chael Sonnen, who yeah. got to the semi-final of the Bellator Grand Prix final. Yeah, that's what I'm going to pick. What's it called? The Hunting the Beach Bad Boy? Yeah. Very. Tito. Um, okay. Is there? A, yeah, I think that sort of wraps up what the sort of fights are looking forward to going down. All the stuff about Conor. Uh, speaking of Conor and SPG, uh, over the weekend, Keen Cowley won in Brave. Uh, 18, was it? Brave 18, Bahrain? Brave 18 Bahrain. By the way, do you see what it, like, the treatment he's getting over there? He's like a... Like, yeah, he's, he's, get, he's the king of the castle over there. Yeah. But like, he wasn't even headlining that card, you know that? Was he not? No, there was like a few more fights on after him and all. It looked like he was headlining the card. Yeah. It was very impressive. It's it's a bit odd the way that like, he's like the show the the star of the show, but he's in, like, only in the middle now, of the card. Now, come here to me. Did John Cavan go to Bahrain and then go straight to Israel for Bellator? Or do you go to Bellator and then... To Bahrain. I don't think uh, he was in Bahrain. Oh, was he not? I thought, it, I thought he saw him in his corner at one stage, but maybe... Well, I could have been watching Instagram stories of King Cody in Bahrain, and then the next one was John Kavanagh in Israel. Was he in Israel? He was in Israel, and then he was in London. I don't maybe think... I was, maybe I was watching him at something else, but like the Instagram story went from someone in Bahrain, like it could have been King Cody, to John Kavanagh somewhere else, and I was like, I was like, oh, it's the same. I know, I was trying to follow it as well, because like, I think on Thursday he was in Israel, Yeah. and then Friday would have been Bahrain. That flight would be too long, wasn't it? So I've no, I've no idea how geographically close they are. To uh, you see, I think, I think like obviously Israel's in Europe, but I think Bahrain's in Africa. No, but no, Israel's in, like Middle East. Yeah, but like they're, they're playing like the European Championships. Like I know you, yeah, no, but it's not. It's not really in Europe at all. No, I mean I know it's not beside like course. Yeah, but yeah, but like if like Israel's in <laughs> Middle East, and then like if Bahrain's in Asia, like Abu Dhabi, I think it's that sort of area. Is it? If you know where Israel or Ab and Bahrain are, let us know. We have hundreds of fans from Bahrain. They're yeah. all like those bastards that don't even know where we live. Yeah, <laughs> it's like when it's like when Americans call Irish people British. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there was a war, but like don't worry about. It. Forget that war. Uh, what are those blas wee potatoes? What are they talking about? But uh, yeah, King County uh, absolutely booted your man out of the octagon. No, <laughs> I, actually, I actually, I actually felt vicious. And uh, King. If you are listening, sometimes you might. Uh, King's well, dad be listening. Just, yeah. Ask uh, King's dad the ground. Yeah. That was assault. That was, was assault. That was assault, yeah. And in my best Hulk Hogan impression, that was assault, brother. Yeah. yeah like, he he beat that guy up. Like, that's what, like, I don't know what way to say it. Yeah, he says he wants to fight again in Bahrain but in the end of December. He uh, should just keep on fighting in Bahrain. Yeah. The, like, why not? Make that, the cash. That's exactly what we were saying earlier about, yeah. like, if the, the flyway to making no money in the UFC... Go over to go over to Japan and fight yeah. there. Like I mean, make the money. Keen's smart about that. Like yeah. when we met him, and you see how nice he was on the like, uh, like pre fight, post fight, just yeah. his interviews and stuff. And then some people were writing comments being like, "Oh, want to be Conor McGregor?" And it's like, he, you can. This fella is just nothing like Conor no. in any sort of way. No, he's not. No, he was like, "Oh, I want to thank the fans. I want to thank the opponent. All that sort of stuff." Well, like obviously Conor says stuff like yeah. that as well, but he didn't walk in with the Billy Strut. Like, no, I mean like. He, carries himself quite well you know what I mean and he wasn't the only one making noise over in Bahrain yeah Lee Hammond uh, IMMA F that's I think it is now. gold medalist yeah uh, he won the lightweight amateur world championships over in Bahrain and I'm pretty sure he was like first round stoppages the whole way 
Yeah, I didn't he's know he's not fighting. a wizard on the ground. I didn't know he was fighting earlier. Yeah, he's getting he's getting a serious push. He's obviously like trained with like the likes of Dylan Danis these days uh, as well, and like even Gunny probably yeah. as well. And, and Connor himself. Yeah, and Connor uh, himself. Yeah, he was over with the McLeod. I'm pretty sure Connor put up a post about him winning, didn't he? He did actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah and look, he looks like he's one to watch. And when Keane was on with us, he he was spoke very highly of him numerous times. I'm saying like his jujitsu is out of this world. Yeah, it's funny that that little click that like Lee has, uh, Keen has, Kiefer has, and James have. It's 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 like it's it is a little squad, right? But like the thing is, like obviously Kiefer is like a background in like kickboxing. Then uh, Keen's obviously the Muay Thai specialist, yeah. and then like James uh, with the Lee. BJ, yeah, BJ, no, yeah, James and Lee are both like BJJ guys. Yeah, it's just a, it's funny how they're all together. They're all like like an unbelievable MMA art, like. Yeah. Uh, MMA athlete and then they're their just, squad squad yeah, goals yeah they're, they're all like putting their knowledge together and growing each yeah. other together like a like a like a plant or something you know what I mean it is literally isn't it they're all like, yeah yeah it's, it's like Keen's like here's my Muay Thai to James and then James is like here's my BJJ and then yeah. all together they're growing together it's pretty cool to see yeah, but uh, what, what, where do you think Lee Hammond sort of goes from this as well? Obviously, he's eventually going to turn pro, but like... I, I think he looks very, very good. He looks legit. Yeah, do you think it's going to go to... like It, it seems like it's going to go Bellator, really, for him, isn't it? Well, it seems like the move for SPG is Bellator. Yeah. You know I mean, but I feel like he is the calibre that he could get to the very, very top. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, like, if he's just getting in there and, like, demolished everyone in the first round, why not? He was demolishing people, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ireland actually won... Five different medals over that they medaled in five different events. Five different events over there. Weight classes, whichever you want to call it. Yeah. Very, very impressive stuff. Good haul. He, he could even end up in Bahrain as well. Yeah. There's a, there's a hilarious photo of, of Keen Cowley, right? He's like, I think it was the first time he went to Bahrain. Well, sitting on like the a, couch. A brown dress robe. <laughs> yeah, with glasses on. It was actually yeah. amazing. And because we met him before, I was like, what a legend. Yeah, he's funny. He's funny. Yeah. We're wishing him good luck all week. Yeah. Absolute fanboys here. Especially you, Ross. But, uh, yeah, and then also Egan Gary won over the weekend in Cage Warriors 99 as well. But uh, we're just going to look over the weekend's MMA because UFC rolled into... Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, Argentina, yeah. First time being there as well. Yeah. Uh, where are we going to look for first? Uh, I think we should just start in the featherweight division, the co-main event. Uh, Ricardo Lamas defeated Darren Elkins by TKO and also nearly took his leg off as well, Ross. Yeah, they don't call him the bully for nothing. Great win for Lamas. Um, I'd like to see him maybe fight Jeremy Stevens next. I think that could be a good scrap for him. Neither of them are going to win the featherweight title, but both are top-level guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, then in the welterweight division in the main event, the hometown Santiago Ponsonibio defeated Neil Magny by KO and also nearly took Neil Magny's leg off as well. Yeah. What's the story with the face, legs? He face-planted him as well. He did yeah, face-plant yeah. him, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was almost a... Uh, which face plant was worse, him or Korean Zombie? They were sort of the same. Yeah. I think Korean Zombies was more like, what? As opposed to Neil Magny was like, oh. Yeah. 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 Neil Magny was probably more ready for it. Yeah. Well. Um, Nibio, who would you like to see him take on next? I saw people tweeting out that him against Darren Till would be a great matchup. I, yeah. I would strongly agree with that as well. Yeah, I think if they keep on the feet, that'd be brilliant. But if he's not going to fight, if... Uh, Thompson's gonna move, or sorry, if Till's gonna move up, I just gave away who would go like to see him fight next. Steve Wonderboy Thompson, I think, could also be a good matchup from for Pontinibio. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah if, if Till's going up to middleweight. Yeah. Um. Also, our mate Cynthia Calvello defeated Paulina Botello by submission. 
with a rear naked choke. Uh, that was actually at a catch weight of 118 pounds. Ross, did you see Cynthia trying to make weight and... Uh, nearly faint. Nearly didn't. Well, she didn't make weight anyway, but uh, yeah, nearly fainted on, on stage. Yeah. Uh, John Cavanagh actually put out a tweet out after this and maybe it could be a valid point. I'm not very good on the medical terms, but yeah. Cynthia Calvey was basically saying she, was, she had a period the week, week of trying to make cut and apparently like whatever way your body doesn't react normally does when you're on your period. And John Cavanagh was saying that women and men have like different sort of menstrual cycles and different hormones or whatever it is i'm not an expert obviously and said that maybe there should be different rules for women's ma weight cutting than there is for men's i sort of maybe agree with that because a lot of those women are going to want to have kids on their own but i think they're cutting weight all the time it might not be possible for them yeah it could do long-term uh damage to their health cyborg uh, for instance yeah definitely uh her weight cuts are very very scary and look cynthia Calvo, friend of ours we want to make sure she does all right yeah so like <laughs> Maybe we move up to flyweight. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, there's a guy you want to check out next time he fights, right? Uh, me and Ross actually joked about him last week because we didn't know who he was. Uh, Johnny Walker, if you were here last week, we said, well, Johnny Walker, black or red? Was yeah. It? And then, uh, <laughs> they actually made the joke on the, on the, on the air, the commentators did it. Yeah, yeah. See, they're listening to the show, man. But uh, he defeated Khalil Roundtree by KO with an absolute elbow from hell. Uh, Ross, this is this is a huge light heavyweight and someone that people should definitely keep an eye out for because he seems like he could mix up things, especially in a division that's gone so stale in a way. Yeah, oh, I was very, very impressed here. Especially uh, Khalil Raintree coming off that win against Gokan Saki. Yeah. And then... Yeah, the, the like kick these tr- kickbox maestro. Yeah. And then the way Johnny Walker, like, he sort of hit him with his elbow and then like laid him down as if he was putting him to bed and then like <laughs> punched two holes in the head and went, that was it. All she wrote, six foot six, very long. He, he, he almost reminds me of almost an Edson Barboza, except a light heavyweight. Very impressive. Who would you like to see him take on next? You know who I'd actually like to see him take on next? Who I think he'd also be? Maybe Jean Vellante. Jean Vellante won his last fight. And like if he's going to make a name for himself, he might as well fight uh, someone like Jean Vellante. I don't want to see him go the whole way up and fight one of the upper echelon guys. I, yeah, do a bit Smith. of slow build against him. That's, that's, no. that's too much I think is it yeah if you, or if you want to see him like knock someone out maybe have him fight Shogun or you Yeah, you know what I mean man I'd take him <laughs> down I'd take him down I'm in the heavyweights these days but uh, is there anyone else in this on this card that impressed or will we just move on uh, Marlon Vera was very good I, I liked him in the bantamweight division he got a a rear naked choke in the first round he basically knocked man out next and then choked him out he looks very good he was the fellow who retired Brad Pickett yeah and then um Brad Pickett Yeah, well, overall, the hometown here are one. Santiago yeah. Paz and Ibio won. So, like, I mean, Argentina are definitely going to be planning on going again. And maybe that's, like, after lighting a fire underneath all these upcoming MMA, uh, uh, MMA athletes from Argentina as well. Yeah. Um, did we mention Robert Whitaker? did we? No, Robert Qu- Well, we said he was fighting the UFC 234, and that was a good move by uh, UFC. Yeah. the home guy in his home country. He won GQ Sports Person of the Year in Australia. Yeah. Fair play to him. Yeah, that was uh, so random. Uh, I couldn't believe Dana White went over to Australia to give him the award as well. That was impressive. They could have been doing media for... An- oh, 234. Makes sense. Yeah, but also the it's it, UFC's in Adelaide in, two, in oh. two weeks as well. Although I feel like that's something like, uh, Dana White doesn't really go to. But maybe they asked him to go and he went, right, I better go. Because yeah. like, I feel like Robert Whitaker is the fighter who would ask, or the champion that would ask the least from Dana White. He was so he was such a nice guy when we met him. He was so calm. It was as if he was like, uh, I don't know, took like fifty Xanax. I've never seen someone so 
chilled and just like not a not weary of anything because like obviously he knew if a fight broke out he could kick everyone's ass but like he was just I, like in the moment yeah but I think that's also a, a lot of the Australian demeanour as well they're a bit more laid back do you think so yeah yeah I think so yeah well looking at TV I'd possibly agree but like I don't know it was just uh, like usually when I'm somewhere I'm like oh what am I doing next or what's on tomorrow or whereas he just sort of seemed like he was there in the now which is uh, quite cool yeah, and he was, well, it was, yeah, and he was also the first, he was, like, he, he was the first fighter we fought, met as well. So it was yeah. really like, I was like, are all fighters like this? <laughs> but I suppose he was probably just sitting there going, all right, well, I have to take 200 photos here now, so I might as well just like chill out and get it done. Yeah. Uh, okay, well then, also over the weekend, on Friday night, Bellator 209 was on. Uh, the Pippo brother won, Ryan uh-huh. Couture won, and Phil Davis, what's it called, Mr. Sexy lost. Mr. Wonderful. Well, Mr. You, Sexy. But man, whatever you call him. Mr. Today. Wonderful, yeah, he lost to Nemenkov. So, I don't know, maybe there's a new star in the light heavyweight division there for Bellator. Yeah, true, yeah. And then, also this weekend on Saturday night, it, it's UFC China. And in the co-main event in the heavyweight division, Alistair Overeem taking on Sergei Pavlovich. Who? Exactly. Uh, Overeem needs a win. There's some- Overeem has to win. He can't lose to nobody. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And then uh, in the main event of the evening... Uh, well, actually, this is actually a pretty good big fight. So, moving on to the main event of the evening. <laughs> Shout the studio down there. Uh, Francis Ngannou is taking on Curtis Blades. Uh, Francis Ngannou ne- needs a performance in this fight. He's lost the last two. Curtis Blades is an up-and-coming guy. He's previously lost to Francis Ngannou. Ross, what are you expecting from this fight? This fight is going to go a hell of a different way from the last fight. Francis Ngannou, prior to this, uh, or in the last fight, he had the scare factor. Blades was terrified. Everyone was terrified of Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Steve Miocic got rid of that. He took him down. He held him down. Ngannou was afraid to exchange with Derek Lewis. Blades is going to come in here, shoot a double leg, nice and early. Ngannou will be a fish out of water. Exactly, yeah. And that's it. That's all she wrote. I expect Blades to get the job done. First round, TKO. When he threw those elbows in on over him, I was like, no one would survive them. I think uh, I agree. I feel like Ngannou, like he's admitted before that he never practices wrestling, but um, he's had to change in his camp as well. He's had to go back to France and stuff. So who knows what's going to happen now? Mm. You know what I mean? As in, like, yeah. I, like I, I expect it to be a worse performance. Maybe I almost think Ngannou should. If he, if anyone's ever going to try and do boxing, I think Ngannou should. Yeah, I think he got a lot too fast, and then he wasn't even proven. And then not, when he had yeah. to, when he had to prove his worth, you know what I mean? It's like getting yeah. money on loan, and then all of a sudden when you have to pay it back, if you can't. Also, his knockout of Overeem was like the most vicious knockout of all time. The UFC couldn't be like, right, you're next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, also, that, well, that's sort of wrapping the show up now. Uh, we just have a couple of things to say. Uh, first of all, make sure to tune in next week because we're going to be discussing Deontay Wilder taking on Tyson Fury. I'm absolutely buzzing for that. Yeah, and, uh, big also, point. UFC Adelaide is on as well. Uh, before we wrap things up as well, exactly, myself and Ross are collecting money for Movember it's in aid for suicide prevention and suicide awareness uh, we've reached over 300 euro at the moment and uh, Ross is rocking the whole Hogan I started growing like this sort of goatee ginger thing but uh, I don't know it's, we're still going with it so uh, if you haven't donated any money uh, we'd really appreciate if you did because obviously we put out free content all the time and if you listen this far into the show you may as well donate a fiver because uh, it's gone to a good cause yeah and Owen Cooney if you're listening you owe us five after we watched like 17 points on the weekend so guys <laughs> thanks a million what about listening. Glenn what about Glenn yeah Glenn has to give us a tenner because he's rich so guys thanks a million for listening 
they go. Oh, no, we, we need a shout out on Instagram as well. Would you give us that, please? Because yeah. uh, we're nearly at 10,000. We're trying to make We're on the way. So, guys, thanks a million. And as always, <laughs> stay energized. <laughs>